Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Aurora Coria, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Willamette Valley in Walla Walla. Aurora is the winemaker of her family's winery, Coria Estates, in the Willamette Valley. Aurora, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, gosh, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so much fun. You and I haven't had a chance to meet in person yet, so so I'm going to get a crash course on all things Aurora, or should I say Rory? Yes, either way. It's, either way. <laughs> I always tell people it's a lot of R's, so whatever rolls off the tongue easier, <laughs> I'm good either way. I'll just see what works best (laughs) during the conversation. So let's dive right in. This is a second career for you, winemaking, isn't it? It is. Your first career was in public health in Portland. That's right. So how did you Mm -hmm. decide to, well, first of all, work in public health? Let's address that. Early on. In school, I was sort of um, unsure about the direction I wanted to go. I come from, on my mom's side, a line of nurses, and I knew I wasn't really wanting to go that direction, but the medical field and public health was still interesting to me, so I kind of just dove right in, and I ended up loving it. I ended up getting my uh, bachelor's degree uh, from uh, Portland State University. My focus was in community education, so really focusing on um, community resources and connecting people with those resources um, and educating people that they have ways of getting the things that they need from um, medical appointments to women who need formula for their babies, all kinds of things. I just thought it was really fascinating and I loved the sense of giving to the community. And then I ended up working in a few different uh, nonprofits throughout my college career. And when I finished, I got a job. It was actually my first uh, real job, I guess I could say, uh, working for Multnomah County in developmental disabilities. And essentially, I was um, an assistant to several different social workers and assisting them with their caseloads. So I'd help them with their scheduling and connecting with the families they were working with. And I I just loved it. So why make a change into winemaking? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Quite a drastic change. So I did that for um, a little over a year, and though I loved it, sort of felt like I was still missing something. And I was living in Portland, and I had grown up in the country, and I think I just was feeling a sense of wanting to get back to my roots. You know, my mom and I over the years had like made wine in the garage, and you know, it was mostly awful. <laughs> oh no! Don't say that. <laughs> Uh, we didn't know what we were doing. and you, You've evolved. It, it evolved, yes. 
yeah, I mean, looking back now, it's, it was just a crazy experiment what we were doing, but, um, you know, it was fun and we love that we were working with our own fruit because, um, you know, through all, all those years, we did have our own vineyard and my mom uh, kind of approached me, you know, I was at this turning point in, in my job and we toyed around with the idea of starting our own label. And I just fell in love with the idea and she was on board. And so we just kind of went for it. I went back to school uh, to study winemaking. We got our, our business license and OLCC license and all, all the things and kind of just took off from there. So we ended up doing our first crush for our label in 2013. Been sort of a roller coaster love affair <laughs> uh, ever since. So how much wine do you make? Currently, we do a little under 5,000 cases. Our first vintage, we did about 700 cases. So we've really jumped up quite a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. steady growth. Yeah, which is, is great. It's been wonderful. How would you describe an Aurora wine? I would say that uh, my wines are pretty old world stylistically high acid more earth tone driven very layered elegant I try to really let our vineyard speak for itself and not over manipulate the wine I just feel like when we do that in my experience when I've done that I kind of lose the you know that word the terroir of of what the vineyard gives us I also would say I'm not a big fan of making technical wines so I try to really just showcase you know the vintage if it's a cooler year and we have you know bringing the fruit in with lower bricks and maybe a little higher acidity I just kind of let that happen without a lot of mitigation because that's what that vintage gave us so just kind of letting mother nature sort of take the wheel like she likes to do (laughs) yes she has her own mind (laughs) for sure (laughs) you make several different i'm going to call it series of wines you have your flagship collection you have a legacy collection and then you have a fun color series what's the story Mm. behind all the different series that you have well um i like to experiment and i think that over the years and us sort of being a younger winery and relatively young vineyard picking from different blocks and trying different yeast harvest through fermentation just really has given us a different expression of of what we're growing out there and I like to you know give those fun different names and projects um, because they really do vary you know and they've always kind of come up organically the legacy series we started, I had a few barrels um, after uh, kind of clearing out bottling for of uh, the 2013 vintage. And I wasn't really sure what to do with it. And so um, my grandmother had actually passed away that, that year. And so I thought, well, what a nice tribute to her to um, name a wine after her. And this was my, my dad's mom who lived in Mexico her whole life. And so that was the La Aurora, who she's my, I'm named after her. That's what started the legacy series, and then um, you know naming one after all the grandparents, and um, we're just about to bottle the last one. But 
yeah, they just, they all have some sort of familial inspiration or an inspiration of an experiment that was near and dear to my heart from the vineyard. So yeah, I just, I think it's fun to try new things and try new recipes in the winery and just kind of see how things go. All the wines that you produce are from family-owned vineyards? Except for the color series. Okay. Yeah. I actually work with a smaller family-owned uh, vineyard down in um, Grants Pass. And, you know, they're family-owned and we're family-owned. And it's family running the show down there, too. And sure. it just kind of felt like a nice uh, connection to work with them and their fruit. And that's when we started the color series a few years ago. And we named it that because it is so different from what we're producing here, um, you know, mostly Pinot Noir. The wines are so vibrant and the colors that we get um, in the final wine are so intense and just it felt like a fun, a fun name for the series. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think is the hidden gem can't miss wine in your portfolio that somebody has to taste or has to buy? I think I would have to say our 2016 Pinot Noir, Mary Sharon, I call it, it was named after my mom's mother. I particularly love that vintage and it's just a really interesting wine. It's got lovely pepper notes, um, it uh, is really layered. Um, it has a nice kind of floral bouquet at the beginning, and it just feels really balanced and um, nice kind of like uh, forest floor in there a little bit too. It's just a really interesting, when I think of Pinot Noir, I think of that wine and, you know, from the Willamette Valley. And I'm just, I'm really proud of that one. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's pretty approachable price point at $60 bottle. So if someone is interested in tasting your wines, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, well, we have a tasting room um, on site and we're open seven days a week, you know, even through these times where we're all outdoor. Uh, but, um, uh, we're still happy to have people come up and enjoy an experience overlooking the vineyard. Also, we do sell our wine online through our website and um, can ship uh, to almost all 50 states. We can do here if you're not in the area or we're happy to ship a bottle to you too. Do you distribute your wines or are they only available in Oregon? We distribute just within Oregon. Um, you know, most of our sales are, are direct to consumers. So we're mostly selling through our front door or um, we have a really lovely wine club as well. You know, when we first started, it wasn't really our idea to have a lot of distribution. We wanted to share our vineyard and our winemaking with people personally. And so we haven't really grown that part of our business very much. So it's mostly just local grocery stores and restaurants throughout Oregon. During the course of your winemaking career, is there someone that has been a mentor or who has kind of helped guide you along the way that you can tell us about? You know, I would have to say there's been um, several people that have taught me uh, along the way. And I mean, several people in Oregon. And I actually, I did a, a harvest in Australia. And that winemaker has always stood out in my mind. He really taught me to double check 
things and, you know, be a better record keeper and, you know, be a little more diligent in my practices. And um, I think that can sometimes be an easy thing to let go of, you know, when you're in the mix of chaos during harvest or it just gets so busy with all the different facets of the wine world and you know, he always sticks out in my mind of, um, make sure you write that down. (laughs) (laughs) So you can reflect on it later. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's a really big part of how we learn is looking back on what we did in the past and what we did or didn't like about it. And it's kind of hard to do that without, you know, notes. (laughs) Right. Without keeping a record. Exactly. Yeah. Can you tell us about a career highlight so far? Opening our our tasting room and being able to enjoy what we made has been, has been a highlight that's sort of ongoing. You know, I think that for us, our wine, the vineyard and, and our wine production is we put our all into it as a family. And for me, watching someone really enjoy my wine is is so rewarding so i think it's just it's the highlight of the, of those days that are continually happening which is really nice is there something that you can tell us that's in the future something new that you're planning or a new wine that you're developing yeah um well i am a lover of sparkling <laughs> me too um, oh yeah who i i don't know anybody who does it but I guess there are there's those. something wrong with them if they don't. Like <laughs> I'm hoping to start dabbling in the in the production of sparkling. I I don't have um, something really solid to give you yet, um, but it is a it is a goal and a dream of mine to to produce something. And you know we grow Pinot Noir and we grow a little bit of Chardonnay too, so we've got the varieties. I'm just, it's a, it's a project that I'm starting to, to build. So that's something I'm really excited about personally. As a whole, we are expanding our tasting room and planning on building another production area. So expansion is in the near future, which is exciting too. Expansion on your existing site, correct? Correct. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Let's now dive into your personal life. I know that the winery and the vineyards are in Salem. Do you also live in Salem? I do. I do. Mm -hmm. And why did you decide? I know that you grew up there, but why did you decide to stay there? You know, some days it feels like I, I live at the winery almost you know, 24 hours a day. (laughs) Yeah, definitely during harvest. Definitely during harvest. Um, You know, being close was important for me. So um, I think that just being close to our vineyard and close to the winery made sense uh, just logistically. And, uh, and I, I love Salem, you know, I grew up here, my roots are here, almost my entire family lives here. So I want to be close to them. And now that I have a son, um, I love that my parents are really close because they are wonderful grandparents and I want him to grow up around them too. So, well, I mean, and it is home for you. I mean, it's the place it you feel most at home. It's where you grew mm-hmm. up. So uh, mm-hmm. why not stay there? 
So if we took a step inside your home, can you describe it for us? What's your decorating style, your color scheme? I have a modestly sized house, not too big. And uh, mostly now there's toys everywhere. <laughs> uh, that's my new decorating style. But I, I love artwork. I have some photos um, like a friend of mine took a trip to Indonesia several years ago so I saw some of her artwork on the wall and some of barrels and and other things but I have really comfortable leather couches that I have a hard time pulling myself off of some days <laughs> I like uh, kind of tan and cream colors so a lot of that going on and a lot of candles and just sort of that sort of decor. What's your favorite room in your house? Mm, the kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen. I love to eat. And you love to eat. eat. <laughs> I love to Do you love to yeah. cook too? I do. I do love to cook. What's um, your go-to dish? Anything stir-fried, like um, chicken and vegetables or, you know, like fajitas, something like that. Yeah, anything I can just pull out of the fridge and saute up really quick. When you kick back and relax when your son is asleep, (laughs) (laughs) what kind of music do you like to put on? Oh, I like all kinds of things, but I would say probably some Bob Marley. (laughs) All right. Okay. We're in wine country. Other than your own wine, what do you like to drink? Well, there's so many good wines. Are you a wine girl or do you venture out for a cocktail or a beer? I I do. I actually am a scotch lover, so I I would venture that way too. Um, I do love a good martini though, but it has to be vodka, not gin. (laughs) But I I also... um, I just love a, a cup of coffee or a glass of water. <laughs> okay. You run the gamut. <laughs> a lot of people may not be familiar with Salem. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us maybe one or two um, favorite spots other than your tasting room and vineyard mm-hmm. that people should explore? Yeah, we have a beautiful waterfront and um, which is really expanding a lot, actually. Um, you know, our downtown area isn't too large, but there are a lot of nice restaurants and uh, little shops popping up more and more. So I love to just go down to our waterfront and walk around, um, get a cup of coffee from Isaac's, which is a wonderful new coffee shop down there, um, sort of an artisan style. And then also, um, you know, we go on lots of walks and hikes, and uh, there's another area called Minto Brown where you you can see some wildlife, walk around along the river, and um, it's really beautiful and nice. It sounds beautiful. On a pretty sunny day, it would be the perfect thing to do. Do you have any hobbies? I know that your life is pretty full, (laughs) but do you have any hobbies or do you have something that you can tell us that people might be surprised to learn about you? I actually would love to skydive. It's on my bucket list, actually. Um, Just haven't gotten up the nerve to do it. I do speak a second language. I'm fluent in Spanish. I play the piano, actually. I grew up playing the piano 
I'm probably a little rusty these days. <laughs> when was the last time you played? Recently, actually. I'm trying to get my son into the piano a little bit, and um, he likes it. But, you know, he's he's one years old, so it's not, it's no uh, Beethoven or anything. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Do you have a piano at home? Uh, I do. We, you know, it's funny. We actually have one at the winery. Right now, it doesn't get used too much, but we do. It was my grandmother's piano, and my folks have one at their house, so I don't at my house, but close you by. Have, yeah. Yes, you have some options there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to wrap things up now with what I like to call is five quick questions. They are really, really lighthearted. Okay. You ready? Ready. <laughs> okay. What kind of car do you drive? A Subaru Outback. What is your favorite flower? Ooh, a Gerber. When it's time for dessert, what do you reach for? Ooh, chocolate cake. If you were a crayon, what color would you be? Ooh, that's a good question. Yellow. And what is one of your all-time favorite movies? French Kiss. Oh, that's fun. Aurora, so much fun to hang out with you and talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thank you. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.